Okay, I don't want you guys to know how many times I've recorded this. It's an embarrassing amount of times. However, welcome to season two, episode two of the Poetry Club, my podcast. And um, if you listen to season one, you will know that I took a storyteller approach, which I loved. However, for this season, it's very much so more direct in talking very frankly about certain things. So last episode, we talked about the lowlights, the shit people do not post on Instagram or talk about. And I felt like a good topic to follow up with that would be the topic of oversharing. (laughs) And I want to talk about that because I've had some experiences, especially with close friends, where I understand why people only post the highlights or why people do not post at all. And if you're familiar with me, you know that I do not like ranting and rambling. I usually like to have a co-host. However, sis is not feeling well and sis needs a COVID test. So it's going to be me. I think I have just a little bit of wisdom to share that's worth maybe 10 or 15 minutes of your time. You know, I'm about to enter the 30 Club very soon, and I better have some wisdom. I'm, I'm about to be a certified auntie. Well, I guess, I guess I am a certified auntie. But back on topic. Oversharing. Oversharing is something that has been on my mind a lot lately, mainly because my life, okay, let me bring it back to self. My life has gone through some changes that I did not see coming, that that were not planned at all. Due to health concerns, I've had to make major adjustments to my life. And I believe Maybe it's in the stars, you know. I, I'm an Aries sun and a Capricorn moon and a Gemini rising if you're into zodiac. Or I am naturally a writer. It's important for me to express authenticity in everything that I do. Maybe it's, maybe it's in what has been my nature or maybe it's just nurture. I was in a poetry club in high school and my favorite subject was language arts. So that was what was nurtured most, you know, I don't know what it is, but I've always felt the need or the desire to share and to help others and to encourage others in whatever way that I can. That to me has always been a joy of life. That's been what has made me feel like I had some kind of meaning. And so when Instagram came around, you had Initially, it was just photos. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone listening is old enough to remember when Instagram first came around. Instagram was not the bad bitch. The bad bitch that was around was MySpace. Okay, Black Planet. If you had Black Planet, MySpace. And um, when did Tumblr come in a picture? At some point, Tumblr came in a picture. Okay, if you're tracking with me and Tumblr was dope and people were posting these amazing art visuals and 
get very moody things, quotes, all these things. Tumblr was the original Instagram, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Tumblr was the original Instagram. They may be owned by the same people. I don't know. Somebody has some shares somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure some money was divided. All right. So you had the big three, which was MySpace. I'm going to add Black Planet because I was a big three in my world in Tumblr. And then at some point, Facebook came in the picture. Facebook, you had to be a college student. So if you was in middle school like I was, you was making up shit. Or you was using your cousins or your aunties or whomever's college login that they weren't using. Or you just making one up and finding a way to hack into the system. I don't know. And then after that, Twitter. Was it Twitter? Then Instagram or Instagram, then Twitter. I don't know. Someone helped me look up the timeline. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking to you guys. However, yes, Instagram originally was just fucking photos, okay? All you could do is double tap. I don't even know if you could comment. When did Twitter come in, come out? July 2006. (laughs) Do you know where you were in July 2006? July 2006, y'all. When did Facebook come out? February 4th, 2004. So two years later, Twitter came out. So it was Facebook, two years later, Twitter. When did Instagram come out? 2010. Ain't that some shit? Now, I think in Twitter's defense, Twitter is the middle child of the big three. And I think Twitter is going the strongest. Instagram is the spoiled child, quote unquote, the last child, the baby of the big three. And um, it's still going strong. I think people complain a lot about Instagram. A lot, a lot, a lot. But when I think about it, I still think Instagram is the strongest of the three. And we all know how we feel about Facebook. And that's the oldest. Poor Facebook. Um, but I brought that up to say when Instagram first came out, the the capabilities were very, 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 very small. It was to post pictures, share pictures with your family, post a caption or two maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Could someone comment or could they? You know, I don't even know if they could comment. Maybe they could. I'm sure they could because I think I remember a few comments from some aunties. <laughs> But I think you even had limited amount of characters that you could put into a caption, right? So initially, the point of Instagram was to post pictures and to get followers. That was, that was it. You post some sexy-ass photos or you post photos of your cat and shit or you're going to post a photo of a bagel with cream cheese on it and tell everybody this is what I ate. And niggas will follow you because they want to see what the fuck you eating for breakfast. I'm sorry, I'm cussing a lot, but... That that was the purpose of Instagram. And then as Instagram grew and then more capabilities came, then you had what we call the social blogger, where people were telling the stories, telling their story, and the, they were gaining followers and people who they never met but could relate to, people in fucking Antarctica. Do people live there? 
Alaska, okay? People in Alaska, people 12 hours away, you were relating to these people because you were able to be vulnerable where you didn't have to be face-to-face. But virtually, these parasocial relationships formed and you were able to connect. And then, therefore, as much as you were able to connect, you were then able to monetize. And when people realized how much money they could make from monetizing memory, from monetizing trauma, from monetizing some shit that you're going through, that's when things, anytime money gets involved, I don't care what anyone says, money gets involved, things change. (laughs) Things change. When you go on a date with a man and you got to play that, little game unless he shuts it down and he's like I'm not playing this game I'm putting my card out or y'all both got your card out and you're trying to figure out who is going to pay that might right there for some people for some not all and I'm not even saying for me but for some could be a defining moment where someone's trying to count your coins count your pockets it happens. And so I use that analogy to say Instagram blew up so big that they were able to pay all them checks. They still paying hella checks from people who running up the bill, but they're worth it. They prove they're worth it. They have followers. They create content. And sometimes people create content that is not authentic to who they are, but they're doing it because they make money. And it doesn't just happen in social media. It happens with musicians, artists of any kind. Any any time you're in a field where you have the capacity to make a whole lot of money, you have a choice. You're going to come to a fork in the road where you're going to have to choose between yourself, your authenticity, who you truly are, and the money. And some people choose themselves and they find a way to make money. Or some people make the money and then they find a way to choose themselves later. And some people just drown. That sounds morbid, but that's just the truth. Now, here I am. Here's where I come to play. And here's where you and I come to play. Us, I noted from the very beginning, this podcast is for regular ass people, okay? We are not social media influencers. We are not people who are here to fucking get a million followers on Instagram or act like we're cool or act like we're something that we're not. That's not what this podcast is for. I'm not about to sit up here and start flexing about $100 hoodies and shit. I don't own a $100 hoodie, and I don't think I ever will unless someone buys it for me. And even if they do buy it for me, I'm probably going to love it so much that I'm going to wear it every fucking day until I can't fucking wear it anymore. Because $100 for a hoodie? Okay, let me get back on track. What was I talking about? Damn, I don't even know. See, this is why I don't do, this is why I need a guest, a co-host, somebody. Um, I know who I will call for the next one, but this is where you and I come in. Because for the most part, you and I, when we decide to share something on Instagram, it's because we're sharing it with a small group of people who we deem our, our friends who we know in real life, or people who we met, who are associates, who we relate to deeply. We're sharing it with them in hopes that they will genuinely 
receive what we have to say and feel edified or encouraged by it in some sense. Now, the magnitude by which we share the amount of information, how, how deep, how honest, how brutal, how, how real we get is up to us. But it's our choice, knowing that we're not going to have anything to gain other than the slim possibility that it goes viral and you gain more followers. But the possibility of that happening is somewhat slim unless you're constantly curating content of vulnerability. And then by that, is it even really vulnerable? The other thing about sharing so much content, so much about one's personal life, And when I say so much, I don't mean just one topic, right? So let's say, for example, you have a mental health disorder and you share about your disorder. That's what you share about. That's not oversharing, not in my opinion. Or let's say, for example, you have a cat. You share a lot about your cat. That's what you share about is your cat. But when you make the decision to share about every single facet of your life, your sex life, your partner, your sexual orientation, your pet, your mental health disorder, what you ate, how often you shit, when you, the last time you took a piss, what your mom and you think of each other and how much you hate your mom and you. Now, don't think that I have an issue with this. Some people get paid to do this. This is their TV show. Their life is their TV show. They curate their own reality TV show and they're able to be executive producers of how they speak about their life and the things that happen. And I have no problem with that. However, I think the thin line between that and oversharing is the intention. And guess what? None of us can decide or decipher what someone's true intention is unless they tell us or someone else tells us. And even still, we don't know that person's heart but they have to deal with the consequences of what they share. And when you share certain things, you have to be willing and prepared for people whom you don't know to know so much about you and to question you about the things that you have shared, even if it was something that you shared years and years and years ago that you don't believe in or you don't don't believe anymore. Well, you're still accountable for that now that I do believe. And accountability can mean, hey, I respect you. I thank you for asking me about that. I actually don't believe in that anymore. I changed. Or I still believe in that. Thank you for asking me that. So for me, I've been someone who's been very open on social media. And lately, I haven't been as open. There have been some things that I've taken down just because at one point, I wanted to share. And then another point, I realized I... I am discovering what the summation of my social media presence will be. And this sounds so fucking vain and just ugh, like, oh, God, social media presence. But I did. (laughs) The Poetry Club is important to me. It's important to me for people, people of color to have a space, an artistic space to unleash and to be honest, where it's not necessarily always about art, but it's about the life that surrounds the art. That That is important to me with the Poetry Club. So, therefore, I am deciding what I want to share and what I don't want to share. And I decided to create a podcast about 
me deciding <laughs> what I want to share and what I don't want to share as a woman in her late 20s um, whose life is rapidly changing now. My aspirations, my day-to-day life, the things that I do, how I perceive myself, how I perceive my relationships, how I perceive my friends, my lover, er, or ers, or even deciding what that looks like. Like, all of that are decisions that I have to make. And I appreciate you guys for being present during all of this. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. I'll see you soon, or I'll talk to you soon. Um, as always, feel free to DM me, text me. A lot of you just text me about <laughs> the podcast, and I love that. Text me. Tell me, what do you think about what the fuck I'm talking about? Do you resonate or nah, you don't resonate? Do you want me to share more or nah, you don't really care? But um, this is the foundation for something that I want to build, which is much bigger, much broader. And in time, I hope that you all will see what that thing is. But for now, I hope you have a great day.